The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss everything you need to know about community-based marketing. Joining us is Ike Waba, who is the Senior Director of Marketing at Higher Logic, which exists to connect people, knowledge, and ideas to improve lives and organizations. Higher Logic empowers organizations to build thriving customer communities that drive mutually beneficial value. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Higher Logic is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. And today, Ike and I are going to discuss a marketer's guide to community. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Ike Waba, the Senior Director of Marketing at Higher Logic. Ike, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Benjamin. Appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. We've talked a bunch offline. Uh, you joined our sponsorship program and I get to be the first person that busts your chops on a podcast. Are you ready for this? Oh, man, looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Everybody, he's a rookie. He's nervous. <laughs> we're going to take it easy on you, Ike, I promise. Don't worry. Hey, we're going to start with talking about stuff that you know about community, higher logic. Let's talk a little bit about what higher logic is. You've got higher logic. There's higher logic vanilla. Help me understand the sort of the basic blocking and tacklings of your company. Yeah, definitely. So again, great to be on the show. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about community. The funny thing is that I've been in the community space for six months now, so fairly new, but it's something that I have a passion for. Now to your question on Higher Logic. Higher Logic as a whole, we are the community people. We know community in and out. We've been in the business for 15 years. So with that, we have two different market segments that we target. So one really association-based nonprofits, and then the second one is the B2B, B2C space. So with that, we help companies build community we help companies grow their communities and we help companies understand how to effectively manage their communities. So ultimately, we are a B2B community SaaS platform available for our end users. Now, to your question, just very high level, Vanilla, we acquired the company early last year and they were also a B2B vendor. And ultimately, we folded them into our organization. And so now we continue to do community, what we've been doing for a while now. Community is a hot topic these days. It is. Right. We've seen this big migration from the world being the wild, wild west, data flowing free. You can buy data. You pump it into a social media marketing platform. They give you your customers. 
everything is hunky-dory. We saw the rise of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and their ad platform. People were really focused on performance marketing, and all of a sudden we're seeing the data wells dry up, and there's this bigger need for first-party data. So we've seen influencers become more important. We're seeing content become more important. And all of a sudden, there's this giant influx of everybody saying they need a community. All sorts of communities are popping up. People are trying to figure out how to do it the right way. And they're trying to figure out what are the right vendors for them. So walk me through for the marketers. You focus on B2B. I'm in B2B. We want to create our own community here for the MarTech podcast. What advice would you give me for figuring out where to start when it comes to community? Yeah, definitely. I think that's your point. It's There's a lot of buzz right now in the marketing space. Me being a marketer, you hear community left and right, influencers talking about community. But a lot of folks are still asking themselves, what exactly is community? I don't know where to start. I don't really know what community is. Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it Reddit? Where do I start my community? Or is it Slack? Ultimately, it's being able to clearly define what community truly is, right? There is social media. Social media is not community. So understanding what community is, is critical for any individual or any business. And so as a start for us at HireLogic, how we define community is that community is a shared space. So whether it's in virtual or physical, we say community is a place that folks share a common jargon or common um, interests and passions. So in the B2B space, right, I'm a tech company that does finance, right? And so the folks that are interacting and engaging with my company, they have the same passion. They have the same interests. The third thing we say is that community are folks that come together uh, and mutually share with one another. And then the fourth thing is that they feel a sense of belonging. And all this is actually from our head of community, but that's how we define community, having a clarity of what it is, right? Now, when you look at social media, social media is good, right? It's a place that you can be able to broadcast what you're doing in the market in a little bit, maybe talk with your users. But there's not a sense of deeper engagement a lot of times when you look at social media. Also, having that data, owning that data, being able to, quote unquote, control the space. Social media doesn't allow you to do that. And that's what a community allows you to do. So before we get too far down the rabbit hole of platforms and sort of where to put your community, something that stuck out the most to me about what you just said, when I think about community, I think about having a shared identity with a collection of people. And that was the last bullet that you had of like, if I am in a community, I feel a sense of belonging and connection to the other people, whether it is through shared experiences, you know, people have religious communities, people have communities related to their sports teams, right? I'm a Cal fan. It's a long-suffering community. There's all sorts of different ways that we aggregate together, but my feeling is that the heart of community is a sense of identity tied to being involved in a group that you want to interact with. Now, you mentioned, well, social media isn't community, and I might argue with you a little bit there because I think that there's ways to do community that is hosted on somebody else's platform or on your own. I think that community is where people are aggregating to have conversations about shared interests. And you can do that in multiple different formats. You can go where people are or bring people to you. Talk to me about the trade-offs between social media. Should I have a community on Facebook, LinkedIn? What about other ways to communicate like a Slack channel? Or do you try to create your own entity, your own, I'm assuming that's higher logic, your own community? I do think that there is a place for social media. 
So going back to your initial question of the starting point, what you see is a lot of times individuals, companies will decide to start off with social media. They may even say, let me start off with the Slack channel, which in my mind is a communication device, right? It's a way to communicate with your quote unquote community, your people to engage and have that conversation. However, to be able to do it at scale, there is a need to be really targeted and have a focus on using a community platform. And now I'm not subscribing to, hey, go buy Higher Logic. That's not my spiel here. Nobody's going to be mad if you do, though. Just throwing that out there. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> but with social media, there's someone else that owns the platform. Facebook owns a lot of it, but the Twitters of the world, they own your customer data. So for you to be able to engage, right, all the conversations that you're having, how do you make it searchable? How is it linked back to your tool stacks that you use today? When you want to send them, shoot them an email or a note, how do you do that in a seamless manner? When you want to brand it within your own theme, right? There's a lot of loss when you use a lot of social media. Now, again, what I'm saying is that start off, that may be a good venue for you. But in terms of having that data ownership, having that experience, having that engagement, there's a place for community platforms for you to leverage those. I think there's a trade-off there. You can use a social media group channel as a way to aggregate a community. Now, what you're losing by doing that is access to the data, maybe an understanding of who you're working with, uh, some of the social media platforms. You can have fake names, pseudonyms, so you don't know exactly who you're working with. People can have fake accounts, and there's a little less control. On the flip side, you're able to aggregate demand. Most people are on social media, and so you're kind of going where the users are. It seems like there's an interstitial channel, which I'd call the communication platforms, the slacks of the world, which is I don't own the platform. I don't have to manage it. I don't get access to all of the data, but I can communicate freely and decide who I'm managing. And then there is the I'm going to own the whole experience, but I have to generate the demand. I have to recruit and get people into my platform and onboard them. So talk to me about the process of building a community. If you're going down the I want control, I want ownership, I want to understand who people are, I want to customize the experience, how do you get everybody in the door? Definitely. So it's having that going back to there's a shared space, but having a shared passion and a shared interest, right? And so we have a lot of great customers, examples of folks that's been able to build it. There's organic. And then, of course, there are community managers that help nurture and continue to maintain and grow it. So a community is ultimately having something that brings people together. It's that shared passion. It's that shared interest. So as B2B organizations, as you build your product, it's being able to build a brand. It's being able to have a place to engage your end consumers or end customers. So ultimately, there is an organic level. And then also there's the inorganic pieces as well. What I'm hearing from you is that building your community is the same thing as any sort of other marketing activity where you're doing demand generation, right? You have to think about who you're marketing to, what the value prop they get. Now, with community, it is shared access with, let's call them like-minded individuals, a term that's totally overused these days. But really what you're selling is, I'm going to give you access to other people who can provide value or that you'll have some sense of connection with. Now, the underlying marketing channels you're using, well, you got to get somebody onto a website. So you're going to be doing paid advertising, potentially. You're going to be doing email marketing. You're going to be doing content. There's all sorts of ways to drive members into your community. That's right. And one of the beauties of having a community, so the way that we work within our platform is that you can have it private, you can have it public. And this is specifically on platforms. 
So with that, a lot of times when you see the use cases for community, you see that it starts off with support. That's grown over time. But initially, when someone has an issue with a technology that they're using, they'll go to Google, they'll search it, and they land on the community. Within that community, people are already engaging. They're already actively working together. And now, of course, it depends on the type of community that you have. Ultimately, there's value that you have to provide to your members, a mutual value that you have to provide to your members for them to be engaged, whether it's content, whether it's learning, whether it's knowledge base, whether it's support. Those are ways that you are able to continue to drive that engagement within that community. A prime example, we power and we sponsor Gangrow and Retain, which is the largest customer success community out there today. And so Jay Nathan, our CCO, Chief Customer Officer, EVP, and Jeff Brensbach, they started the community. It was organic, bringing customer success folks together. They started having conversations. They started setting up events. And then ultimately, it grew like wildfire. And with that, they realized that they needed a way to continue to build that engagement. But ultimately, it was shared experience, shared passion, but then also uh, mutual sharing of ideas and things together. Ike, you mentioned Jeff Brunsbach, who a former guest on the MarTech podcast. He's got his own podcast and one of the creators of Gain, Grow, Retain, a community for customer service professionals. One of the things that occurred to me is that you could look at a community like Game Grow Retain, which is best practice sharing centered around, hey, we all have kind of the same job. Let's talk about what we're doing. If we ever did a MarTech community, it would probably be something similar to that. Everybody that works in the MarTech industry, come join our Higher Logic platform or join our Slack, and we can all talk about what are some of the MarTech tools and strategies that we're using. Boy, wouldn't that be great. But you also mentioned that there are other reasons why B2B brands have community. We talked about centralizing around a specific job function, around the use of a type of technology, customer support. Are there other reasons why B2B brands are creating communities? Yeah, definitely. So at a high level, our head of community created an acronym called SPAN, Support, Product, Ambassador, and Network Community. So there's different types of communities. And what you'll see sometimes there may be multiple, but a lot of times what you see is that folks are saying, hey, I want to offset my support costs. My support teams are getting the same questions over and over and over again. And we can't scale. We can't add more bodies or headcount. But we also have our metrics that we have to meet. So within the support community, you have an opportunity to be able to offload those people answering questions. I think a stat that I saw was that we had a customer that had over 100,000 questions asked in their community. And 80% of that was answered by community members. So people are saying, hey, I know the answer. I've seen this problem issue opportunities before. And let me tell you how I resolved it. So that's one use case. But if you look at the market and so going back to the support community, all those things are also driving SEOs if you make it open. So people are typing in, say, like a network controller or whatever. Because of that driving up of SEO, people are able to see your brand. They're able to engage with you more and see that there is a robust community. So for your brand, it's very compelling. Now, product community, again, it's all centered around a product, whether it's a Switch, whether it's a Mural is one of our customers. Those are products that people center are, are leveraging on day-in, day-out basis. Ambassador, again, it's really for that advocacy. How do you drive that engagement, that advocacy? And then finally, the network one, as you mentioned, for MarTech Podcast, that would be the ideal. So how do we network? How do we connect? And how do we engage with one another? This is meant to be a marketer's guide to community. So I guess if I had any advice after talking to Ike today, 
is you have to start thinking about what you want the objective of your community to be. You can have a support community, a product community, an ambassador community, or a networking community. Those are basically the four types of communities that you can start to build. And once you understand what you're trying to accomplish, that will dictate not only how you want your community to be built, what type of platform, what your marketing strategies, and hopefully the end outcomes as well. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Ike Waba, the Senior Director of Marketing at Higher Logic. Join us again tomorrow when Ike and I continue the conversation talking about community-driven outcomes. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Ike, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's Twitter handle is HigherLogic, H-I-G-H-E-R-L-O-G-I-C, or you could visit his company's website, which is HigherLogic.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.